You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, it's a Thursday afternoon getting you set for Mississippi State and Arkansas, an SEC baseball weekend. I'm Charlie Winfield. He's Bart Gregory. This is our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. We're in the Farm Bureau studios. And, Bart, we talked earlier this week, it's not very often that you see a coaching change in the middle of the season in college baseball. Mississippi State not alone in seeing changes in the coaching staff because about 82 miles from here as we sit in the Farm Bureau studios, agents in all 82 counties, by the way. But what, it's about 80, 82 miles to Tuscaloosa? It's not many. And we talked about tornadoes this past weekend um, down in Louisville. There's a tornado going on over there in the athletic department in Alabama right now. Nate Oates still employed at the University of Alabama. No problems for him. But we have a new baseball situation developing. And this one is a little bit different, Bart, because it doesn't involve the local criminal justice system. It involves... Well, here's the thing. Much more. <laughs> it involves guys with it's an a international incident. Shiny jackets. The when the windbreakers come busting in your office, you know that they've <laughs> got the FBI on the back, you know. And that we always talk all the time about the NCAA. And one of the things about NCAA enforcement is they don't have subpoena power. There's one organization that you know has subpoena power, and that is the FBI. And when you start dealing in gambling. When you start dealing with point spreads and things of that nature, when you are a and hey, did you ever see Casino? I did not see Casino. I wanted to watch it. Isn't that the, the movie that's like four hours long? No, it's the one. It's got Joe Pesci. No, I haven't seen that one. Well, I'll just say the boys out in Vegas did things worse to you for breaking the rules than anybody with the FBI can do. Well, so uh, Kendall Rogers, who sometimes we poke fun at here with D1 Baseball, came out with an article a little bit ago talking about how that right now there does not appear to be any players involved in this situation, that the investigation is solely on Brad Bohannon, who was the head, base, was the head baseball coach at the University of Alabama. I've never been a big Brad fan. No, me either. I, I have not at all. Um to me, I thought, uh, and he is friends of people that we know, but he um, he got that job, and it kind of I had a, a question mark when he got that job. Brad's an interesting dude. I think Brad's tried to get every job known to man since he's been the head coach at Alabama. Yeah, I've never liked guys who were shopping for other jobs while they held one, particularly in the SEC. Hey, but you know what both these two teams have in common, Mississippi State and Arkansas? We both lost games to somebody trying to throw them. <laughs> allegedly <laughs> and hey we don't know exactly what went on no i honestly i have we don't but things have happened and i'll say this man and this is why i'll say this is more than an ncaa issue this is more than just a couple of guys getting nervous up in toledo and saying let's shut things down for an afternoon this thing has moved in a hurry 
And you can say a lot about Greg Byrne, and most things I would say about Greg Byrne are good, by the way. But Greg is is not a uh, emotional, irrational, reactionary type person. Like I, Greg doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who is just going to get mad and make a rash decision. You saw a statement come out from the commissioner today. You saw the change made. This is one that there's been more than one conference table with people around it talking about what's about to happen. And any time, I can tell you this, with some certainty, any time you are looking at firing someone this publicly, you feel really good about what you got in the bag. This quickly. And yeah. this ain't a part in ways. No. Yeah, this doesn't have all the hallmarks of we're going to hey, give you a chance to resign this here and you know want to spend more time with your family and all that stuff. No, this is and hey when something gone. when something happens this quick too, usually there's more to come. So this may just be the beginning of the story. Well, I guess we shall wait and see. You know, health moves quickly, Bart. Tracks plus was that a good segue for you? Well, you can move quickly. When you're moving down those trees in the middle of the woods. Greg Byrne moved through the baseball office today like a Demi Seamoff mulching head. On a Barco machine. How about that? Through a thicket of pine trees. (laughs) He just mowed through there. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's probably not good to poke fun, but when this happens to, to, you know, questionable people, that's okay. Really, it's really not. Tracks Plus... With five locations now. Hey, they do have a location in Bessemer, Alabama, right up the road. Greg may have just driven up 2059 and got a low boy, loaded it up on the trailer, and brought it on down there and put that Denny Seamoth mulching head on there. Or he could have got a Saney excavator and a mini excavator. Just dig the problem right out of there. Dig the hole, bury whatever you need. Bury the problem. In the hole. And so, Saney Excavators and Mini Excavators. Go to TraxPlus.com, and this is our TraxPlus deep dig. TraxPlus, by the way, did not endorse uh, (laughs) these representations of the use of their equipment. Yeah, just to put a a quick finale on that, though. um, Bo Hannon, I've never been a huge fan of. There are some athletic directors who have been enamored with him. I am not one of them, nor am I an athletic director. I'm not one of the people enamored with him. And I just think that it is absolutely an abomination to baseball that a guy like that has been a head coach of an SEC school for six years and Lane Burroughs has never been a head coach in the SEC. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, I'll go with that. That's about as nice as I can put it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll go there with you. I want to be very clear about this. This is not me taking shots at Alabama at all. I like the guys over there. So – by the way, just to put a wrap on it, Greg Byrne, smart guy, very talented. And if he's making the decision this quick, it tells me there's something wrong. You wonder what does this do to Alabama? Because we are in a world right now where it is it's a competitive world. I haven't looked at their recruiting list, but I expect some people will be. Well, it's the most pub that Alabama baseball has gotten in a long time. <laughs> so, all right, let's get digging in to this ball game, this three-game series of games here at Duty Noble Field this weekend. Arkansas, Bart, just strikes me as a team that is really good, but I can't always figure out why. And what I mean by that is if you look at where they rank within the league, within the numbers, 
they are not a very good hitting team. If you look at where they fall in pitching, I'd say they are upper middle, lower upper. You know, they're they're not they're kind of on that edge of the top third middle tier of teams pitching in the SEC. Their defense is really good and they turn a lot of double plays. Unlike the issues that we've had this year where our pitching hasn't been good and our defense hasn't helped it, their pitching has been better than average, not great, but better than average, and their defense has been outstanding. Isn't that the difference? Yeah, and I wonder if this is going to be the year that you look back and say if Arkansas can go deep, if this is the year that – Dave Van Horn really did his best coaching job. I mean, this is a team that lost their potential ace in Jackson Wiggins before the season started. They've lost some guys to injury. They, If anybody in the SEC has had to play with injuries this year, it's been Arkansas. You talk about Brady Tigert. He's finally coming back a little bit. He had a sprained UCL, and you expect him to start a game this weekend. He, pitched, he came back and pitched an inning last week. He's the Mississippi kid from – where is he from? Hernando. And so he's pitching for Arkansas. Was great as a closer last year. But you look at all the injuries they had. They lost another guy this past week in Dylan Carter, who's out for the season. And he was kind of been their mainstay guy in the bullpen, has the most appearances in SEC play as a reliever. But they've had so much difficulties with injuries this year. And, you know, you look at their schedule and you look at how they play. They're a team that has swept Auburn, a team that has swept Tennessee, a team that has swept Texas A&M. But they've also been swept at Georgia. And so they have had their moments where they have not played well, but they've been a different team at home than on the road too, Charlie. I mean, we look in league play, they're 11-1 and one in 12 games at home, 3-6 and six on the road. And so I think you hate to say I think they're better than their record indicates, but I think they are just because they've had to play through so much. Arkansas is going to mix things up a little differently this weekend on the pitching staff. If you look at their SEC series this year, they've opened every series with Hunter Holland. They're 5-2 and two in those ball games, by the way. They have pitched McIntyre in the middle five of the seven weekends. And then game three, what you would typically call the Sunday game, has been all over the board. Adcock started, McIntyre, Bybee, Hagen-Smith. Adcock has started, so again, here recently. So we've seen a lot of things happen in this staff, except for the one thing that you've always been able to count on week in, week out, is Hunter Holland starting, and you tell me, walking in today, that that's not the case this weekend. Well, he's not going to start game one. So what Dave Van Horn said yesterday is well, he's going to move Holland back a little bit, and so you'll probably see him start game two or game three. They're going to go with Hagen Smith in the game tomorrow night, Friday night, game one of this series. Hagen Smith only has two SEC starts this year, but he's a left-hander. He had a really good freshman year last year. His ERA, his numbers are pretty good, but he's been pitching out of the bullpen. So you kind of wonder – Friday night on the road in the SEC. Hagen Smith has done this before. He was a starter last year. He started two league games, I think, this year. Yeah, two league games, and that's all. His numbers are okay, though, but they're out of the bullpen. So what does that do? Putting him in a starting role, you wonder if that can, may mix him up a little bit. What is losing Peyton Stovall, Arkansas, without their second baseman this weekend? Probably not even on the 27-man roster. 
How does that impact Arkansas? That's another thing we'll have to see. You know, Stovall last year was a big-time freshman recruit coming in. And this year he's only batting, you know, buck 93 in conference games. He's got two home runs. He hasn't been hitting it that well. Not going to make the trip probably this weekend, as you said, Charlie. And so they've been really good defensively. You kind of wonder not having Stovall, what does that do to him defensively? So, yeah, you look up there, Cali's had a really good year in conference play. Bofrin's been really good in conference play. But those are the only two guys that are batting over 300 in SEC play. All right, one thing about as we turn the focus to us a little bit, Arkansas is going to bring two lefties at you, Hagan Smith and then Holland, left-handed pitchers. McIntyre, who you expect to see the other game, be a righty. And that may be why you start him in the middle, keep it left, right, left. We'll have to see. I don't know that we have hit – well, in fact, I know for a fact we haven't hit left-handers that well. Slate Alford has struggled against left-handed pitching. Highfield has at times. Um, Dakota Jordan hasn't been as good at lefties. Um, Mershon hasn't been as good as lefties. Fewer chances. but So you start to go through this. Luke Hancock hasn't hit lefties well. But other than Hancock, everybody I just told you is a right-handed hitter. Right, and so you're thinking, hey, we got the right on left matchup you're looking for, but they have not been hitting lefties well. No, we haven't. We're only batting 255 against left-handed pitching in SEC play, which is nowhere near as good as we've hit right-handed hitters. And so, yeah, we've had our difficulties with left-handed pitching, especially left-handed pitching with breaking balls. Well, and I know we'll get into our pitching matchups in a minute, but that scares me, uh, particularly with Holland. This is a guy who's got – a couple of different breaking balls to throw at you. So, whew, I'm not sure I uh, don't love seeing the lefties. Um, the other thing about, you know, Holland, who we'll talk about again in a minute, is he can get deep into some ball games. And you wonder if this isn't the weekend where both teams are thinking, we got to get to the bullpen as fast as we can. You know, it was Josh Lovelady who was visiting with us a couple of years ago, and he had the the saying, you know, every time you open the bullpen door, the game changes. And it seems here where both teams could get taxed a little bit on pitching, down with some injuries. Is that the key? Short outings by the opposing starter? I think so, because Dylan Carter is essentially to Arkansas what Nate Dome was to us. I mean, he was that safety blanket in the fifth inning. He was that guy that could get you from the fifth to the eighth, and then they try to get you to the end, and get Gage Wood out there to close it out. And so not having him, to me, changes everything for Arkansas in the bullpen. Because who do you go to if you are Arkansas? Because you, you can't go to your safety blanket like you used to could. So, well, we've got a minute, Bart. We should probably go ahead and just jump into our pitching matchups. We've kind of been hinting at it. Might as well go all the way in, look at the pitching matchups this weekend. And our pitching matchups brought to you by our friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. Country Pleasing, located right here in the state of Mississippi. Then at Country Meat Packers in Florence, Mississippi, that's where they make the good stuff. Country Pleasing, now at your local grocer. You can go online to countrypleasing.com, and they'll ship it to you. So many different varieties. You can get it at the ballpark when you come to the ballpark this weekend. Usually before a game, that's what I have. I have a Country Pleasing dog before the game starts. That's my pregame meal. Make it yours. Countrypleasing.com. And so our pitching matchups on Friday, you've got Cade Smith for us. Arkansas are going to go with Hagen Smith. And so you've got a right-hander and Cade Smith. And, Charlie, we talked about this the other day. 
man, you'd love to see Cade, and you just said it a minute ago about trying to get length out of your starters. Man, you would love to see Cade come out with at least a six-inning performance tomorrow night. When I look back on Cade Smith, it seems to me that the key for him is out number one, meaning the leadoff guy. Went back and, you know, the leadoff guys, he has not had the success keeping the leadoff man off base that he needs to have. And the problem with letting that leadoff guy on is there's so many ways to move him around and score him, even if you're not getting hit around. Maybe you steal a base. Maybe you have a pass ball. By the way, on pass balls, Arkansas has only allowed one in league play this year. They're going to defend it pretty well. But that leadoff guy, isn't that important, out number one? Oh, it is. And being able to you know, pitch from the windup is such a big key, too. Man, one pass ball? There are not many games we've had in SEC play where we haven't had one pass ball. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, all right, so then Hagen Smith going for Arkansas. Hagen Smith is the guy they thought was going to be a legitimate front of the rotation ace this year. And for whatever reason, it didn't all come together for him. But he has been pitching better. Uh, in fact, he's 3-1 and one in league play. Two of those with starts. The left-hander out of Texas, I mean, he's good. He's not where he wants to be, a little bit of a sophomore slump. But wouldn't you take him right now? Oh, yeah. He'd be our Friday guy. I mean, I'd take two of him. Yes. <laughs> Let's <laughs> multiply, take that, multiply that guy. I'll take him twice. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just interesting how some people you can get frustrated with with somebody on your team, maybe for not living up to where you want them to be. But when you look at Hagen Smith in league play, 3-1 and one in an ERA under 3.5. Oh, yeah, I'd take that in a heartbeat. The other thing about Smith is if you look at it, he hadn't gotten shelled. I mean, you start to look at runs given up. Even for a guy you would say, hey, isn't where he needs to be. Hey, he's not your front of the rotation guy. His worst outing, five innings, giving up four runs in a ball game at Ole Miss. The rest of it, he's given up none, one, two. Sitting here with an ERA of, what, two and a half overall. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy slumping. Think about that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So then you go to Saturday. And then for us, you would think you're going to see Landon Gartman again in the Saturday game. You know, Gartman making it you know two th- two times through the lineup, three times through the lineup, maybe a little bit of stretch right there. Brady Tigert, you may see Tigert, you may see Holland in game two. Let's talk about Tigert first. You know, he, he's the guy that, that Arkansas used on the back end last year as a true freshman. Had really, really good stuff. Pitched early in the season as a starter. Had a strained UCL. They brought him back last week. Remember when we played – Somebody in the midweek a few weeks back when we brought Cade Smith back, I was kind of before we kind of got him going in SEC play. Last week was kind of to dip the toe for Brady Tigert. You'll probably see him a little bit more. Don't you think Arkansas with Tigert on the mound? This week you're probably looking at maybe three to four innings instead of one. You're not going to go from one inning pitch to seven or eight. No, not at all. No, you think what? Try to get him a couple of innings. In which goes back to the point we we made a minute ago. If you can get to the bullpen in game one, that is a huge plus because you know that Arkansas is going to need the bullpen later in the weekend when Tiger draws a start. So what do you think they do if Tiger gets the start? Are you going to put McIntyre right there? They've kind of back into McIntyre a little bit. I mean, you're going to treat McIntyre. I mean, is Tiger basically being treated like an opener in the old Tampa Bay Rays approach? 
Probably so. We're going to try to get six, seven outs and then go to McIntyre where we would have been anyway. He's Trevor Fitz before you go to Gerardo. Yeah. Or do you throw Tigard on – you just try to make it through the second game and throw Holland out there in the second game and then just try to throw Tigard out there and see how far he can get you on Sunday. I mean, there are a couple different options, and Dave Van Horn has kind of kept us close to the vest a little bit. Oh, by the way, it's hard to believe that Dave Van Horn has been the coach at Arkansas now for 21 years, his 21st season at Arkansas. Hey, Mark, I got, let me, I, I got to stop you, okay? Okay. I, I, think I, I think I was inartful in my choice of words a minute ago. I said that Hagen Smith was slumping, and that's a, that's a dumb thing to have said. And what I mean by that is when I talk about him slumping, this is the guy I thought would be the Friday starter. This would be the guy that had kind of the, as you went around the league, man, we got to face that guy on Friday. Can't win that game. That's what I'm getting. I mean, if, when you look at his numbers, you look at his performance, it's been great. Here's the, the thing is half those appearances have been out of the bullpen. And I think I'm falling victim a little bit to old man mentality here of thinking if you're not a starter, you're – what are you doing for us? Well, first of all, some people that can admit when they say th- something wrong. Well, what I I'm said. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have to bring this up. <laughs> I mean, you just stop me midway and say, you know what, and you're right too. But he also may be a guy that just feels more comfortable out of the bullpen. And so I go back to my original point. If he feels more comfortable coming out of the bullpen and he's holding teams to less than 200 on opposing batting average, if you're a Mississippi State fan, you're sitting there going, well, maybe him starting, maybe him th- thinking about it for all day, knowing when he's going to pitch, maybe that's the the kryptonite. Maybe that's the positive that State needs. And it's just it's just really odd when you look at a guy. So here you go. Against Auburn, he has two appearances, but goes three innings, then goes two-thirds. He goes four innings at LSU, three at Alabama on the weekend, three against Tennessee, four against A&M. I guess what I'm really trying to get at is we, we sometimes measure in sports against expectation. That's a guy I expected to be giving you seven innings on a weekend, not three. And he's been really good in the innings he has been there. And typically when he pitches, Arkansas wins. It just doesn't feel the numbers. Maybe it's because they've had Carter. and They felt like they didn't have to have him seven innings and maybe now without Carter they feel now, like so this is the they weekend, feel like they have to have him. this is the weekend that Hagen Smith is going to go a complete game shutout now that I've said that he is and nobody touches third base <laughs> that's right <laughs> so anyway I just since we talked about it I, I want to explain what I say when I'm slumping he isn't what I thought he was going to be what I thought he was going to be was the dominant Friday night starter and for whatever reason, he hasn't been. So, for us, you know, we talked about Gartman. Then on Sunday, you probably see Gerangelo again. I mean, Gerangelo had a tough outing last weekend. Just really couldn't get going against Tennessee. They hit three three-run home runs off him in the first two innings. I'm going to be interested to see, one, is how are we calling pitches? Is it going to come from the catchers? So, if it comes from the catchers, that means you're not looking at the watch. And if you're not looking at the watch, you're spending a little bit more time, which brings the pitch clock into play a little bit. So I think it's going to be a little different for everybody involved. At this point, different. May be a good thing. May not be bad. It may not be. May roll with that. And there's our pitching matchups brought to you by our friends at Country Pleasing Sausage. And another Mississippi food organization 
And that's our good friends at Heartland Catfish. Heartland producing the finest U.S. farm-raised catfish you can possibly want. And there are a couple places in Arkansas that you can get it. Hey, if you're an Arkansas fan, you're listening to us talk about your Razorbacks right now, stop by Wynn, Arkansas on the way down. Wynn, Arkansas, just west of Memphis at Ribs and More. They've got the great fish and shrimp plates. And when they talk about Ribs and More, this is the more, the catfish. Also, in Mountain Home, Arkansas, hey, have you ever been to Mountain Home, Arkansas? Have you ever fished not up knowingly. there? Have you ever fished on the White River? I have not. Oh, that should be the truth. We should go to the White River, and we should fish during the day, sit around a campfire, and record podcasts at night. That would be fantastic. And that way it could be a business expense. That is correct. Now Bingo. we're thinking. And if we go, we're going to go to Fred's Fish House on Highway 101 in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Tuesday to Sunday, they're open. And so Ribs and More in Wynn, Arkansas, Fred's Fish House in Mountain Home, Arkansas, and they're providing that great fish that they get from our friends at Heartland Catfish over in Itabina, Mississippi. All right, Bart, probably now time for us to take a look at the two guys who can smoke you. And I seem to remember who you picked from Arkansas a year ago. Are you going back to the well with your two brothers? You're one guy of the two who can smoke us. Yes, and I'm going to the same exact guy. It's amazing how fast the years go as we get older, Charlie, because I remember who I said last year, and I remember the reason that I said it. I went with a guy by the name of Brady Slavens, first baseman for Arkansas. Last year he was in the buck something. He was awful in league play when we went to Fayetteville. And I said, hey, Brady Slavens, this is the weekend he breaks out. And he absolutely destroyed us last year. This year, Brady Slavens, the senior first baseman, is hitting 208 in league play. Three home runs, 17 strikeouts, only 302 on base percentage. He's played 42 games this year, 39 starts. He's been there forever. And it just seems to me like in all the years that he has been at Arkansas, Mississippi State pitching has been exactly what he's been needing. And so this weekend, my guy that can smoke you for the first time in five years, I want to see us take care of Brady Slavens. All right, so my guy who can smoke us, Bart, is going to show you how beaten down I am as a fan because I am going with your approach with Brady Slavens a year ago as I picked my guy. And I am going off the grid here. I'm going with John Bolton. Are you familiar with John Bolton? Poor John has had a tough year at the plate. He he has. Bolton's a graduate transfer from Austin P. By the way, played at Heinz Community College. The college that there. does not have you in the mind. They do not have you in mind at Heinz. But here's Bolton on the year. He is batting in league play a hefty 170. Overall, he is hitting below the Mendoza line at 198. But here, and by the way, he has not hit a home run all year. Which means get the barbecue sauce hit. <laughs> John I- Bolton. Here's what he does, though the shortstop. He fields it well. He's fielding in a 9.53 clip in league play. He's fielding even better. Bolton has committed just two errors in league games, fielding at 9.71. And by the way, Callie, the third baseman, has committed only two errors in league play. So they've been pretty good on the left side of that infield, and that's really what I'm going to. 
This is a team that turns double plays. They lead the league in league games in turning double plays. They defend it well. They don't commit errors. And as much as it's nice to bring a big bat to the plate, now and then it's good to just catch and throw. And that's what Callie, the third baseman, and Bolton at short will do. They only have 11 combined errors, 11 team errors in 21 league games. We have 24. We have 13 more errors. We got more than twice the amount that Arkansas has as far as – so we talk about They've pitching. They've only committed 34 all year. All year. We talk about pitching, but fielding and league play has been tough as well. And so, yeah, we've committed 24 to their 11. So that's your guy that can smoke you? John Bolton. You ever see Office Space, by the way? I've seen a the few movie. shows. No, you're thinking of The Office. No, I'm thinking of The Office. No, Office Space, the movie. I have not seen Office Space. Well, I'll save you the Michael Bolton I haven't humor. seen Casino either. And I'm not even a movie savant, but these are – But I know of, who Michael Bolton is. Yeah, but you – He tries too hard in his songs. Yeah, and so there's a character in Office Space named Michael Bolton. Okay. You know what we need to have? We need to have a top ten list of songs that are terrible. Terrible songs of the 80s is what we need to do. I think your good friend and host would – Claim some gimmick infringement there. He may, but uh, there's no way anybody could get mad about us picking on We Built This City by Jefferson Starship. No, I could do worse, but we'll save that for another day. Did you know Gordon Lightfoot died earlier this week? I did know Gordon Lightfoot died. Of course, Gordon Lightfoot, now that you gave me the intro there. His songs were a beating. No, I was a big fan Although I realize later it's a little bit dark when you start thinking of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Isn't that song like 13 minutes long? I'm certain there's a version. <laughs> Are you familiar with wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yeah, because there was a wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald at one time, right? Yes, the Edmund Fitzgerald was a ship that sank on Lake Superior. A long time ago, right? Like 1970s? To the sounds of a hurricane west wind. So the story goes yes it was in the 1970s um and a number of people lost their lives on the sinking of the edmund fitzgerald and so there was this kind of unease that set in at some point with people sitting around singing about the fact that they many died. americans and canadians lost their life my apologies to the families for making fun of the edmund fitzgerald well, i don't think you were making fun of the ship itself just gordon lightfoot no oh, yes. surely that wasn't his real name either but anyway that's another story for another day. And, hey, those are those two players that could smoke you. Two Brothers Smoke Meats, if you're coming to Starkville this weekend, looking for somewhere to pregame and postgame. Two Brothers, you can sit out on the balcony, you can sit on the front porch as well. Great food up and down their lineup. They're good one through nine. Their entire lineup is good. Barbecue fries. I love the patty melt. The patty melt's great. The burgers are great. The wings, of course, my favorite. Everything on the menu, outstanding. And it's a great bar scene as well, late at night, at Two Brothers Smoked Meats on University Drive, the perfect place in Startwell to people watch. A little bit of an alliteration there for you. All right, so we'll be back on Sunday, presumably. And when we're back, we will only have two games to break down. Last week, of course, our Sunday coffee came after everything was played. We'll get together before game three this week, presumptively, and hopefully have something good to talk about. So, Bart, anything before we go? Well, this weekend in league play, tonight Ole Miss is at Missouri. 
Vandy is at <laughs> Alabama later tonight. How about that one? Oof. And then you've got Tennessee at Georgia. South Carolina is at Kentucky. And Carolina's got some injury issues right now. They're playing in Lexington this weekend. LSU on the road at Auburn and the Florida Gators on the road at Texas A&M. And that's a quick look around the Southeastern Conference. So we'll be talking about all those games on our Sunday coffee brought to you by Strange Brew. We're going to be back in the studio this week. I'm getting Strange Brew this Sunday morning. Felt a little off kilter last week. Although the good people down at Lake Teocata did take good care of us. They took great care of us last week. I stayed around. I actually ate the, the breakfast buffet, the buffet. Did you really? As soon as you left last week, I ate the breakfast buffet. Edited and then hit the sausage, huh? Yeah. And then uh, went to backyard service. I kid you not. I came back for the lunch buffet as well. There we go. I was at Lake Teocata twice last Sunday. Shout out to the people down at Hot Works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been sweating mayonnaise all week this yeah. week. All right. So, hey, that's a look at this series against Arkansas and Mississippi State. And the Razorbacks getting set. We'll be back with you on Sunday. You've been listening to the Tracks Plus Deep Dish.